you're listening to the Way Community Church Lakeland podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. Well, I know she spends so much time with the Lord and she often hears the word of the Lord and she may have delivered God's word of the Lord over your life several times uh, already. Dreams and visions are always something that Lacey knows. And uh, Lacey, we love you. We see the call of God on your life and we can't wait to hear what God has said to you for us today. Am I on? Hi. All right. So I love that God is moving already so beautifully. Um, And I'm going to see just what the Lord of this, what he wants me to share right now. (laughs) Um, uh, We have been in a series about Jehovah. So we have been learning the names of Jehovah and um, learning, as Pastor Tim has explained, that, that with Hebrew culture, there's so much wrapped up into a name, so much more often than we know right from the get-go. Um, and you could know the family line or all of these things. So I love that we're going through these names and we're discovering characters, um, characteristics of our Lord and who he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we can know with full assurance that this is who he is and he will operate in this way in our life, right? So as we continue today, we're going to talk about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. So let's pray real quick together. Father, we love you. Thank you so much that your presence is here. Thank you that your word is alive. I pray, God, that you would cause words to go forth that you desire and that it would touch in the deepest parts of us. Move in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so we're going to read, starting out from Hebrews, and I'm going to read verse 1 and then 32 and 34. So if you would just stand with me for that initial reading of the word, and then I'm going to be, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of word in here. But <laughs> um, So this is now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then jumping down to 32, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of, of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions, quenched the flames of fire, escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. All right, so you may be seated. So as it says there, it would take way too long to recount all of these stories. Today we're going to specifically look at the Lord is peace, and we're introduced to this through Gideon. So we're going to read about him specifically and find out where does the Lord is peace fit in with one who, as Hebrews 11 says, overthrew kingdoms and whole army, put whole armies to flight. So Gideon, um, I'm going to set the scene a little bit, and then we'll read a little more together is an Israelite in the time of the judges. The Israelites had again fallen into evil, and they were doing evil in the sight of the Lord. So they, um, the word says, fell to the hand of the Midians, meaning God pretty much allowed them to be overtaken in this season. They were hiding out in caves and dens in the mountains, various places, because it was so bad. So they were planting crops and doing everything they could to live and exist as they knew how, but they would plant these crops, and before they could even harvest the crops, the Midianites would just storm right in. 
and take all of the crops, bring all of their countless animals and let the animals eat everything that they had. So they were just really brought low, really downtrodden, really discouraged. Um, And then they cried out for help. So this um, portion that I'm coming into of scripture, and I'm going to condense it a little bit um, more for the sake of time, but I'm going to read some and explain some. But this is during that time. So Gideon, where we're introduced to Gideon. So when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, I'm sorry, this is Judges 6, verse 7. The Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. So he's explaining, like, I've done, I've done these things. I told you, I am the Lord, your God. You must not worship the God of the Amorites in the land you now live. But you haven't listened. The angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Opah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. So he doesn't want them to be able to come in and take this grain. So he's hiding down under. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say, the Lord brought us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. How many know that is supernatural? (laughs) That's a supernatural statement. Gideon replied, if you're truly going to help me and prove that this is really the Lord speaking to me, don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I'll stay here till you return. So he hurried home. He prepared the offering, um, put the broth in a pot, brought them out, presented it to an angel under the tree. The angel of God said to him, place the meat here, put, pour the broth over it. He did as he was told. The angel touched the meat and the bread with the tip of the staff of his hand and the fire flamed from the rock and consumed all that he had brought. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. So when the Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord. Now, mind you, he's already said, sir. And then he said, Lord, my Lord. And then he said, wait, if it's really you, let me go home. Hold on, let me get an offering. He goes home, he gets the offering, comes back. The offering's eaten up, you know. So it's like, this is countless times here that he's like, oh, oh. It's like unveiling, like realizing, like, oh, this, this is the Lord speaking to me. So then he says, oh, sovereign Lord, I'm doomed. I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. It's all right, the Lord replied. Do not be afraid. You will not die. He built an altar there and named it Yahweh Shalom, which in most translations, Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. The altar remains there till this day. So we can see that Gideon didn't initially realize, and as I was saying, he, he, it came in layers of recognition of who this is. And then once he realized, he was like, I'm dead meat. I'm done. Like, I am completely doomed. And then he was able to see and recognize the merciful God that he is and, and his mercy and his assurance over him and that he was speaking to him. And so in that, his response and that assurance and that trust and that knowing was the Lord is peace. So when we think about peace, we often refer to it or our immediate 
thought of peace, I think, is like the absence of hostilities, the absence of conflict. And it can refer to this, but it goes so much deeper to this and that it continues and brings repairing to the broken places and brings completeness. So I'm going to show that here. Um, The root word means to be complete. So this could be in any area of our life. It is a completeness, complete harmony inside and out, nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness, intactness, soundness. It can, um, and in scripture, does refer to a smooth, uncut stone. So we see this in Joshua 8.31 when he builds an altar according to the law of Moses. It says bring uncut smooth stone, and it's that same word, shalom. That that is something that is not easily broken. The scripture says an altar of uncut stones upon which no man has wielded an iron tool. So it's something that, that it cannot be broken easily by circumstances alone. So And it is much more than a feeling, right? We, we do know the peace of God, thankfully. Um, we know when we're praying through a decision and things we can recognize, like, okay, this is the peace of the Lord. Um, But I just want to be clear that this is so much more than a feeling, right? This is something that goes beyond a feeling, and we can be kept in perfect peace, even in difficult circumstances and tough situations. So Isaiah 26.3 says, you keep in perfect peace all who trust on you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Um, So this moves beyond that feeling to a total well-being. In 1 Samuel 17, 18, we see this where it says, Take for your brothers an apa, I don't know how to say that, of this parched grain and these ten loaves and carry them quickly to the camp of your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousand. So of his, like, barracks or whatever that is, his people. Um, See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. So this word well is that same, shalom. So it's essentially saying, see what condition of peace they are in. See what condition of wholeness they're in. Um, So now that we have a better understanding of shalom, I want to talk about this Lord is peace and unveiling that character and nature of who who he is with that and how it relates to us. So we've been learning about the names of Jehovah, and I love um, just really how the Lord has lined it up through circumstantial. I think even the order of the sermons was completely different to start, (laughs) but God knows. Um, But it started with he is our maker, right? And then he makes us holy, and now he is our peace. So it's literally like he is te- he's speaking and telling us a story of who he is, like he's brought us to this place. And we see that Jesus is what makes us right with himself. He who knew no sin became sin for us. He became that mediator and is the peace between God and man, restoring us to wholeness. So in 1 Timothy 2.5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. We can also see in, in prophecies from 700 plus years before Jesus' birth about this. Um, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Another Translation is, he was beaten so we could be whole. 
a familiar one that we sang this morning was Isaiah 9, 6. Um, the government will rest on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment, I love this, of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. And there's so many more areas where we can see this through scripture. We can see this shalom peace of God um, and how he, how he rules with this peace. So we see through these prophecies and all through scripture, really, but we see where he is both priest and king. So he intercedes on our behalf, but he is the king who is decreeing the intercession that he's making. <laughs> so, so he is both, you know, like that's incredible. There's, I, I said earlier, like, I feel like that could be a whole series in and of itself, but, um, this brings us to this place where Gideon recognized, like, this is, the Lord is peace. This is who he is. And I have this assurance and this knowing that he is peace. So are we willing as Jesus, priest, king, mediator, what we know, are we willing to allow him to rule peace in our hearts, to sit on the throne of our hearts and rule peace there? So I'm going to read for you a quick quote from um, a book that you guys have in mentorship, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. It says this, Shalom peace is one of the richest words in the Bible. You can no more define it by looking in the dictionary then you can define a person by his or her social security number. It gathers all aspects of wholeness that result from God's will being completed in us. It is the work of God that, when complete, releases streams of living water, I love this, in us and pulsates with eternal life. Every time Jesus healed, forgave, or called someone, we have this demonstration of shalom. So this particular miracle I'll read um, from John 5, 6, I think illustrates this so beautifully. And I will summarize a tiny bit. Um, but it's, uh, it's basically the man that has been sitting by the sheep gate, um, which is a pool. Um, it says, which is Aramaic, is called Bethesda, which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. The blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else always goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured, he picked up his mat and walked. That question, do you want to get well? Jesus is asking him this qualification of willingness. Do you want to be generated whole? Is he completely willing to be something else, reborn into the whole person that God intended us to be, him to be? Do you, did he want shalom in his life and his body? So I think with this, sometimes that we, we are guilty of putting on identities that other people have put on us or that we have put on ourselves or that the world has put on us or we have questions of things of, of that. And 
and or we find comfort in knowing, okay, well, th- these are the th- this is just how it's going to be. This is the thing that I deal with. This is the thing that it looks like. This is what my family looks like. This is what my marriage looks like. These are what my finances look like, whatever it is. Um, what has become normal to us where we see the pool of wholeness, we see, we know a powerful God that can stir the water and we can be made whole, but we haven't been fully willing to be made well. And I love that he just comes to him and says, are you willing to be made well? Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. So when you are home and you open your windows of your home, uh, do you have to beg the fresh air to come inside? No. (laughs) When you open your curtains in the morning, do you have to like, open the curtains and like let the light in, like, come on, light, come in, it's time, time to come. No, you just peel back the curtains, the light floods in. You peel back the, you push up the window, the air flows in, right? So this let peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts is not something that we have to work up in ourselves. It's not something we have to conjure up. We don't have to conjure up a feeling of peace. We also don't have to ignore when we don't feel peace. We don't have to distract ourselves and and be pulled away to other things because we know we're not in a place of peace. But we do simply need to open our hearts, let the one rule there that has been the mediator between God and man, right? And be willing to be made well. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. So how does this tie back to Gideon? I think there's some ways that we can also see God rightly as Jehovah Shalom. So we can identify areas in our life where maybe we've settled for less than peace, less than wholeness, less than completeness in our lives in various areas. It could be our marriages, our relationships, our finances, our walk with the Lord, our physical bodies. It could be any of these things, but there are are areas that if we allow him, he can help us to identify. Are there identities and places, things that we've carried, people we're trying to please, decisions we're making for whomever like how can we strip that back and come back to a place of wholeness we can also deal directly with doubt and unbelief just as Gideon did he had to he had to deal with that unbelief and we see it that it came in layers where he recognized more and more of oh wait a minute this is the Lord you know so how do we deal with that and walk forward knowing that it is the Lord who has sent us, that it is the Lord, that we can be reconcilers to others through um, bringing peace to situations. We aren't the ones that do it, obviously. It's the Lord, but we can be a conduit. We can be a vessel of speaking peace to situations and speaking his word over situations. Um, And then we can take action even if we're afraid. So just as Gideon... um, took action in this way. We see in Hebrews, he's listed there and says, by faith, he overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised him. Um, So we just want to accept that peace over our lives. We want to recognize those specific areas. Can we identify those? The worship team can come up to, I'm going to have Deb sing a song over us. Um, 
And we may close a little different than normal here. <laughs> Trying to feel out time. <laughs> um, I really just really felt um, maybe in light of this, this scripture of like, are you willing to be made whole? That today the Lord was really wanting a response directly from people. Even crying for service. <laughs> we laughed about it, joked about it, and then I didn't cry at all. Um, and I can, he's already moving here. He's moved so much this morning and it's been so powerful, but I feel really truly like we need a response of willingness. Whatever area of your life, where are those areas that you can identify that you have settled for less than peace, where you have maybe not been walking in the wholeness and the completeness and the pure peace of Jesus in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your relationships, in your finances, in your bodies, and to just allow the Lord to really minister his peace to you this morning. So I want to ask you, as Deb sings, if you are willing to be made well, in any area, in any capacity, would you join us here in the altar? And there will be a time of personal ministry for you. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.